morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. So yeah, dude, we are kicking it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bandit Radio Hour. Uh, I'm your host. Bandit. We're going to get some history tonight. Also trying to do my best to like parody an NPR voice. I'm here with Merce, and I would ask Merce what he's been up to, but I'm sure, like me, y'all are tired of hearing this shit. But like, repeat I it. Finally got, the... I finally got my voice back. Yeah, you don't sound like a zombie. <laughs> you did, You sounded like a, like a damn Which ghoul. Which made it even worse that apparently I was craving baby. But <laughs> You sounded like a ghoul from Fallout. Hey, I was doing skin. so bad. It was, the next day was not not enjoyable. And I sat here like a cackling hyena and made fun of you for feeling a little bad. Hang on. How'd you get better? Because you felt better the next day, right? I took I took horse or a cattle warmer. Now, now, what you mean is like doctor prescribed Ivamec or something like that. Nope. It, it got tractor supply sticker or the, the Smith's Ranch and Garden sticker still on it. It's got the instructions on the body weight ratio right there. I got to the cow pens and dad's like, give me your finger. And I was like, why? And he just like squirted it like on my fingers. That should be about right for the body <laughs> that weight. That should be about right, boy. And I was like, okay. I was like, what is it? I don't want it. He's like, take it. And I was like. You got to work. I was like, okay. Then the next day. Your dad is early. Kyler. Then the next day I was at the melon wheel. He shows up again with a whole nother tube. He just showed up to your other job that didn't yeah. involve me? And then made me take it again. <laughs> he cares. He cares in his own weird, dicky way he cares. Boy, don't die. <laughs> yeah, I need you next week now. Stay hydrated. I'm, like, I'm not wormy. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Done Maybe it. I was. I don't know. If I'm good now. You're a lucky bastard. You've never been wormy. Do you bite your fingernails? I do. How how have you never... You suck. I'm not going to get that deep into that conversation. I mean, I don't know. I guess because I wash my hands. Well, maybe it's a trade-off. Maybe like your gout prevents the parasites. Just my my, (laughs) other massive list of ailments. They look at you and they're like, we're good. We're going to wait to go in a buzzer. Like like the Mr. Burns on The (laughs) Simpsons, where he's like, all the the problems. Your thing is, you have so many diseases and you're riddled with so many ailments that they all counterbalance each other perfectly. (laughs) So I'm invincible. (laughs) No, a stiff breeze might kill you. (laughs) Well, dude, I sat here and laughed my ass off at you. Uh, went home, said, that'll be a great episode, went to sleep, dude, and it got Taco Bell on the way home, treated myself to grade A American food, and I got You also home. tell me what else you ate. I'm I'm still going to say it was not Taco Bell. It wasn't food poisoning. What, like, this wasn't what it could have been easily mistaken as at the first 48 hours, because uh, at 2 in the morning, just, bah! just like crawl into the toilet, I'm like, oh. I must have been a little nauseous. I will go back to sleep now. And then God was like, nope, you're not doing that for a while. And it was like three days of if I drank a half a cup of water, it was just in 30 minutes going to come right back out along with Gatorade. Or I'd keep Gatorade and ginger ale down for like an hour. Uh, But it got so bad. And I'll get like a little bit out of the graphicness of it. But I just I found out something about myself. And it was a lesson in biology. 
if you dry heave hard enough and enough times, you'll you think, cry and beg for death. Once you like break through that stage, and it's like you're looking at it like more like a job you got to do. Like, up, oh, all right, time to clock in and just go cry at the toilet for a minute. I'll be done. Um, that like tenth time of me dry heaving, something comes up, and I'm like, oh, this must have been the water I drank, and it's just blue. I just throw up. Just looks like I. Trying to, you know, Takis, you know the blue Mexican chips that are super spicy. Oh yeah, yeah, flaming hot Takis. It, you thought I ate a bag of those and threw it up, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I haven't drank anything, or I haven't get on the Google box and look, and it's like, oh, that's because it's coming out of your small intestine, and you're like, or large intestine, and you're like, probably been poisoned, or you have severe. Was that, food was that your phone? That was my that, phone. That we instinctively looked at right before we hit record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just checking. Just checking. I, I thought I put it on silent. I didn't know. Oh, well, kiss my ass. Uh, but no. So yeah. Sick as a dog for like five days. Then I had to go fix. Where the hell did I have to fix fence at? Somewhere. I remember putting posts in the ground and I was feeling really bad. No, that's what I went to do. And I put out hay. And I don't know if y'all keep up with me on the Twitter. Uh, got the truck stuck. No, the, mola- the molasses truck stuck with a giant molasses wagon hooked up to the back of it that had 20,000 pounds of molasses. Eh, probably 15, 15,000 pounds of molasses. Um, got that stuck in sugar sand, had to pull that out with tractors. Run, Walk across a desert-ridden plain of Florida that has no water in it at all. It's awful, and it's like cooking up to 94 degrees. But besides that, that was like my week and weekend was trying to get stuff done on the ranch and slightly getting better enough to do it. But then, oh, hang on. And it it tied up with with one like brilliant thing. And I sent you a picture of this. Uh, I had to get hay for our horses yesterday at the house because there's no grass anywhere. And we have this like hay wagon that I pull behind a truck. <clears throat> long skinny trailer that you can put five rolls on that it has like these holders and it's got two axles with two tires on each axle so that's four tires total that i haul behind my f-350 Math. yeah yeah <laughs> that's involved and like so i made sure the tires were good and aired up and everything loaded it up with hay and uh i've mentioned it before our house that our horses are at is like 10 minutes from the ranch maybe eight minutes something like that and as I pull out on the state road, I get like after probably about a quarter mile, I, I, you know, get on, look at my side mirrors at my tires, make sure everything's going good. And the two tires I see on the driver's side, hey, everything's looking good. Two tires on the passenger side, one's looking good. One's kind of cocked at a weird 45-ish degree angle and kind of like fixing that angle a little bit as we're going. And I'm like, oh. I ain't seen that before. Well, I, I let me like tighten up and, and slow down a little bit. And as I'm going, it it's like kind of straightening itself out. But then like I'd get to a bridge or something where there's a lot of vibrations. I'd see it go back to that 45 degree angle, like almost kissing the trailer, the side of it. And I'm like, this is bad. This is not good. But I'm also loaded with hay. It's, I'm on a state road. 
And even if I pull over, like getting equipment here to hold this truck. We, we found out last time what happens when we pull over on the state road. Yeah, yeah. It's, we got stuck. Yes, yeah, true. Like all the ditches, there's nowhere for, it's bad spots. Anyways, dude, pull into the house, make it into the eight minute drive. And as I'm pulling in, I'll check that. And it's like leaning hard. It's, it's like kissing. It's lightly touching the trailer as I'm pulling in. I pull in my front driveway, swing around, pull into a gate, pull into the horse pasture, unload the two rolls of hay off the back of it. So like these axles, you got two rolls of hay. Then you got the axle starting for a third roll of hay. Then you got four and five behind the tires. As soon as I drop those to get the weight off the back, the back tire that's been crooked, like I drive forward a little bit and it just goes, boop, falls off. <laughs> now. Thank you for making it home. And by the way, I can drive it with three wheels because, you know, physics. It's, it's like an airplane mode now. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as I got the weight off that corner, I'm good. Drove around the rest of my pasture with three tires, <laughs> dropped the hay off, and now it's parked in the backyard. And I'm like, I will... Do I will cross that bridge when I get there. That will be tomorrow. Yeah, well, that was yesterday. I dealt with that. I'm feeling better. And today, without even realizing it, I returned to the promised land. Oh, I call it a promised land. A place that shaped me as a young man. A place that, that gave me a life lessons and, uh, and also gave me a dumb nickname that we host the podcast with now. So I had to go with my daughter to, uh, didn't have to, I, but my daughter had a field trip to Legoland today in, uh, Winter Haven, Florida. And it's right outside of Lakeland, which is kind of right outside of Orlando. Uh, and she didn't know it. Uh, she was very upset that I wasn't going to go as a sh- that I wasn't going and that she had to like walk around with some other chaperone. Well, I snuck up and surprised her today. Uh, like while she's in line, I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I'm not working. She went, nah, you know, me and her had like a great day together. By the way, Legoland pricey, but like fun. Like it's no, it's no Disney world, but it's, oh, actually that might be a good thing. So it's straighter. Yeah. Surprisingly. So not surprising. Legos, everything's right angles. Yeah. (laughs) True. (laughs) Everything connects, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. The pieces align as they're intended. (laughs) Who was it? The Dutch that made that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Surprising. Um, But anyways, I digress. It uh, like fun stuff. Uh, But as I'm walking around the place, like it, by the way, I know it's close to where this old, uh, theme park was called Cypress Gardens. This like really old Florida theme park that was before like Bush Gardens and all this other stuff. And it was more like, I don't know, kind of like a, a C class amusement park, but yeah, it was at like, the time it, it was built, it was probably a class. Yeah. It was like more like a botanical gardens. It was like a, supposed to be like the Southern antebellum sculptures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Flower gardens and stuff. And uh, I knew it was close to that, but when I'm walking around Legoland, like I'm looking at these like side, these paths we're walking down, these big oak covered sidewalks, there's a lake next to it. And I'm like, man, I am just getting this uneasy feeling of familiarity with this place. Like it just bad, bad vibe. Can't, but despite the fun time I'm having with my daughter and like, we're, we're, it's nothing just feels off. Something definitely feels off. And then it clicks, and I talk to my daughter's teacher, from who, who I knew, who, who we grew up with. I go, Kayla, did this place 
used to be Cypress Gardens? And she's like, yeah. And just fly. It's like a South Park moment or something. Just flashbacks in my head. When I was in my junior year of high school, I thought it would. Oh, we, we all got assigned a field trip by our ag class, our agriculture class, to go to Cypress Gardens. And here's the thing. As all of us juniors in high school knew, Cypress Gardens sucked. Like, everybody wanted to go to Bush Gardens or Disney World or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because that's what it was. It was old, like, oh, let's go look at flowers. Let's go look at the ski team. Yeah. Literally. By the way, ski team, still there. Which nice. I was, yeah, I was like, that's kind of cool because it's a really old historical thing as far as water skiing. Not snow skiing. Don't, don't get it twisted. But, yeah, the uh, but um, so it was, like, really, God bless our ag teacher and, like, trying to do something nice for a bunch of unappreciative little jerks. But we're like, you know, we're all... How dare you take us to Cypress <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> cheap skates. Uh, but we're, uh, you know, we're all sitting around. We're a bunch of little troublemaking little assholes. Um, and, like, we weren't the really bad kids, but I was always the, like, alcohol always makes things more fun, kid. And we are like, well, pretty much through me and my dumb friends devising a plan in the agriculture class that was like the teacher that like planned the trip and was in charge of it in her class. We sit around and scheme about how we're going to sneak a fifth of crown Royal on this trip and make it a lot more fun. You know, we always heard stuff about our like older brothers and older cousins that would like bring a bottle to school and like keep it in their truck or something like that and get a little tipsy in a class or something. We're like, Kick it up a notch. Bring a bottle on a field trip and a backpack. It's a, supposed to be a water park. I could pack this thing under some towels uh, and, and and keep it down deep in the backpack. And we're all oceans eleven over there. I was, dude. I I was so proud of myself. And we uh, we got let me think. We got our big buddy Corey to buy us the bottle. He bought it for us at Winn Dixie Liquor and snuck it to us in the in the store in like the grocery store. Anyways, long story short, we get on the bus, we're going to leave, and uh, the teacher, who has probably overheard our stupid-ass plan, goes, hey, by the way, everybody, backpack check. And this is before, like, even, I don't know, when you went to theme parks, they would, like, check your backpacks. It's like, you just walk into places. Yeah. Uh, And I was the only kid on the bus that brought a damn backpack. (laughs) <laughs> so she's like everybody backpack check specifically josh <laughs> oh, oh this isn't good now a smarter person might have like taken those bottles of dr pepper and poured some out and poured some crown royal into them and put them in there i just like literally put a bottle <laughs> at the bottom of the back and dr pepper's next to it and towels on top dude i was caught like that uh and God bless that teacher who like she was that awesome old school teacher that I don't know. I'm not going to say I know of any specific events of this happening, but it probably wouldn't be an uncommon thing if you were to get a fight in her class instead of her like writing you up or telling the person. Oh, she made you just go outside. And like, like go out to the ag barn and y'all get it out of your systems and then make up or whatever. And like fist would get thrown. Uh, but Anyways, she's like, listen, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. She goes, tell me, who did you plan this with? I'm like, 
just me, myself, and I. <laughs> just all. I thought I'd be a hit. <laughs> yeah. Thought I'd try being a cool kid. Now I realize, very, very not smart choice. <laughs> I should never try this again. And as my life was a whole lot of me trying that again like an idiot. Uh, but Maybe she was just a jack drinker and scored a bottle. <laughs> no, no, dude, there was... <laughs> There was one chaperone that like like this was how redneck our school was. It was like you know uh, well anyways hang on Bert like get, finds it and is like oh you're in trouble you idiot I didn't think you'd go through with it who who planned it with you I'm like nobody just me da, da, da. she goes listen your day is ruined your she goes but I'm gonna have like a much more worse headache if this gets out so you're gonna keep your mouth shut uh, we're confiscating this we're not gonna let this like get back to the school and like you're I'm telling your mother, and you're probably getting your ass beat. I'm like, oh, no, that's worse than anything <laughs> the school could do. Yeah. My mother's unpredictable to that at best. We, anyways, God bless this teacher trying to, like, save someone's permanent record, if that dumb shit exists. Uh, is, like, we're going to, like, you're going to stick next to me at Cypress Gardens. You're not getting on the first ride. You're not doing shit. You're going to sit there and watch everybody else have fun. And I did. I remember walking these same sidewalks. I remember remembering at Legoland next to her. And I'd even at some point be like, you know, it'd make this more fun, Miss Bert. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> Crown Royal would make it sure a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> Just trying to, like, because she was, like, our friend. So I'm trying to kind of own it. Like, I'm, and there was one. I'm not, I'm not going to name her. There was one, oh, there's one disgusting-ass girl who, well, like, Nextel phones were start like, all the 16-year-olds had Nextel phones. We could start texting. Someone texted the school saying this happened, and it got back to the principal, and by the time we got back from Cypress Gardens, by the way, my mom gets a phone. She's a middle school teacher at the time. Miss Burt calls my mom, and my mom's like, settle down, class. Hang on. I got to answer this. Hello? What now? <laughs> my son just got caught with a fifth of crown at school. And anyways, when, when our bus pulls back up to the school. Oh, one, one more thing. On the way back, I haven't rode any rides. I've been sitting there watching everybody else have fun. Uh, I think she felt bad for me at the very end and let me ride one ride. What a nice teacher. Uh, one of the best. Miss Burt, she's, she's great. Uh, on the way back, there was a really popular song at the time. I don't know if you remember it. I can't even remember the name of the band. It might come to me later. But the song went, You had a bad day. You take da, 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 on down. down. You turn them around. Song and you turn it around. Dude, that song came on on the bus. I swear to God. I don't know if the bus driver turned it up. Or it, but the whole bus in unison turned, broke their neck to look at me and sang verbatim, you had a bad day. <laughs> and I was like, I want to die. <laughs> we pull into the parking lot of the school. I see my mother standing in the parking lot. To, like the classic, like she's just missing the roller pin. Miss Burton knew what was coming. She's oh, like, dude. I'm going to let this poor child ride a ride because his ass is grass. Like, my mom's, like, tapping her foot and by this time we have found out also the school board has, like, found out and I'm screwed. There's two days of school left, by the way. I've taken... I think I'd taken my state exams and everything. This was like an end-of-the-year treat for everybody that just... I can't have nice things because <laughs> I sabotage them, apparently. Uh... I get off, but dad like chews me out. Uh, understandably so. Uh, 
I go the light like he was in Palmetto. My mom chews me out in front of everybody, get in the truck, go home. And I remember the principal like grilling me, like, just tell us. Uh, it was like, I, I was actually surprised at how much it's, it, I was stupefied at how much it seemed like a dumb and like cop interrogation movie. Like, I think the principal was trying to give that atmosphere. He's like, listen. We know other people helped you plan it. Just tell it, like, like tell it, give us like, names and we can reduce like, your sentence. He didn't exactly say that, but I'm it's like, so close. Dude, it's a bottle of liquor in a no, backpack. You, I, think, you think I spent like three weeks planning this? I was like, I just, I, I did it. And I, I went down and uh, the option, like they wanted to suspend me. Like this was the predicament they were in. They could either suspend me, but it would carry over to the next year because suspension, like, I it was something weird. If you suspended somebody back then, it was either for one day, five days, or two weeks. Like, there was no, like, those were your three options of how bad you had been. And they were like, but anything we do beyond, like, a day is your, uh, is carrying over into the next school year, technically. And, like, you'll miss the first days of your senior year, uh, which are very, and they're like, so technically, like, we're going to expel you, but we're not going to put on your record that you're expelled. So, like, this, like for the most part, I was... Leave and don't come back <laughs> till next year. No, honestly, they were like that, and also you're going to spend your entire summer painting all the school benches. And, you know, like, along along the bus lane, like, we yeah. had these big concrete bricks. You had that to paint were, those? I And, like, dude... I spent the whole summer with the nice. big fat they black, nice. they nice. me and another black chick and the, the school janitor who was a big bald black guy who was over what Buster. Everybody called him yeah. Buster. Do you remember him? Yes. He was awesome. He was like a football coach for a little bit, but I think they called him smoking weed or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I do it no more. He, that might've never happened. It was just that vibe of a guy. He was the best. And, uh, yeah, I painted him and dude, my senior year, I was the old man that would like see people like coloring on them. And I'm like, like Hey, Cut it out! <laughs> Damn it, people worked hard on those. All summer, I painted them the shit tan color. Got cut. I still have jeans to this day that have that orange that stain. That orange tan. Stain. And by the way, after that, since I got caught, well, I guess I got caught, so I don't really deserve the name. I got the nickname Bandit because I like tried to smuggle alcohol. And that was cool. I think I was like self-imposed and someone was like, we will let you have one. And I'm like... Thanks, friends. <laughs> That's cool. I got a cool nickname now. Besides all my other, yeah, cool ones. story out of it. Yeah. And now we've got a show named oh, after it. Oh, but the 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 cherry on top to all this. So now that y'all know this story of like my time at Cypress Gardens and how bad it was, and how good of a time my daughter has. But like when we first get there, it's like the kids are getting off the bus, and there's like two hundred of them. There's like a big group of chaperones that have read that have done the proper thing and registered with the school and made sure like ahead of time they're with the class. Yeah, you're just some random guy walking li- up. Literally, the literally, I walk up like, "Sup, I'm Lily's dad. I'm just buying a ticket and I'm here." <laughs> By the way, I probably shouldn't say that, but just a good way to get into Legoland. <laughs> but I like I'm with them. Uh, paid my money and I go in there and they let all of the chaperones through, including myself. I just blend in with the group. All the kids through, and there's one child out of all of them. They go, stop. We need to look through your bag. It's your child. Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Lily walks to the side, and they're going through her big handbag of, like, her 
doll and journal and like two or three other things. I think she had like a metal necklace in there that made the thing go. And I'm just like, I am probably on a list somewhere. <laughs> out, of ev- out of everybody in the school, it's my beautiful little daughter. There's that- a picture of you still hanging. <laughs> At a couple of different places. Golf course. Here's a computer Im- image of what his offspring might look like. <laughs> like depending on what kind of woman he's with. I'm like, like Lily, just get used to this, baby. You've got a hard <laughs> road ahead. Sins of the father. <laughs> Anyways... Yeah, that was my return to the promised land, and uh, it was it was it was pretty epic. Uh, uh, it, it, like I said, it's, it's funny. It wasn't until like three hours there. I'm like, why do I have something? This? My instincts are just barking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! But um, so oh, all right. Here's a good question for the Mercer. What was the worst you got in trouble for and for drinking in when you were underage? I know you grew up in the Mercer. That that must have been a fine line to walk in the Mercer household. Yeah, One because hand, most of them couldn't walk a fine cr- line. True, <laughs> but like Christian centrism as an upbringing, but also, well, it wasn't really that Mercer's much. an alcohol. Yeah, well, it wasn't a whole lot because you got to remember, I really didn't do anything until I was you later. Were kept. Old. Yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot of underage real things. Never most. snuck out. No, I wasn't allowed. I was terrified of my parents, mainly my father. But it was like, I mean, like, it was like 19 before I was even, like, really, like, able to do anything or really go hang out much. And then usually we would just be drunk at your house (laughs) and wouldn't go home. We would be drunk. I saw a picture. I posted it. Then, like a bitch, I deleted it. Uh, Of uh, us from 2019. Or no, no, t- 2009. I apologize. Back when we were- Oh, I can still pull up the one photo on my Facebook that randomly turns into a flame war every few years. Do you remember that? Oh, dude, what is the picture? It's a picture of all, like, a bunch of us, like, on your back porch, like, just drunk or standing there. And it just, like, we'll all just start roasting each other how stupid we looked. And, like, Guys, every few years, there's, like, 400 comments. We had back... So, like, my mom, back then... Pretty much my grandfather, back before the crisis of 08, like, he, like... He had some money to burn. He's like, I'm going to buy land in Texas. And he was able to buy a bunch of land in Texas. Then the 08 crash came. And he's like, I got to get rid of some land in Texas, like, pretty quick. In the middle of this, my mom had quit teaching and had kind of moved into the cattle roll at the ranch and was doing great at it. But as a part of that, my, my formative years of being, like, 16 to 18, she takes off about once every couple of weeks for a whole or once every couple of months for a week-long trip to Texas. God bless her soul, being a single mother, uh, going out there to work cows and like get the like try to figure out if we're getting like ripped off or not on certain projects or what what's going on. Um, and then she'd come back. And I'd like to think most of the time she was gone, I was trustworthy <laughs> too. I, I'd, I'd say there's a ratio of like... The a, house was never burned down. No, it wasn't. Not once. And it was mostly left how we found it. Mostly? Although, have we told the story about my grandmother showing up? I don't think in full detail. Not not in a while. So so anyways, once the blue moon... I think it was like one of the first times I was even like able to do anything or go somewhere. Yeah, what? Your parents trusted you enough to come out to the Mills house? Yeah, I think we made it. We were going to Redneck Yacht Club or something. That or, was a lot of it. Ha- so I don't yeah. know. 
But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we would now. Sometimes my mom being gone, like like if it was weekdays, like I had to get myself to school and I had stuff like to do. Like I couldn't <laughs> just got in trouble for smuggling booze on the, <laughs> on the field trip. I had shit to make up. <laughs> I couldn't screw off at school. I had to make it count. And uh, it, but when she'd be gone on the weekends, I'd be like, let me see, like what I get away with. We played a lot of poker. Like it wasn't always a party, but every now and then, oh. Some of the best parties. I bet, like, I got my partying out of me by the time I got out of high school. Because God bless my poor mother. One time, like, we, we lived off a highway. Not a highway, it was a state road that had, like, a lot of traffic. And the thing was, with all of our family and all of our relatives and friends, they live out past us, out of town. So anytime they're going to, like, the store or anything, boom, right by the house, front view of everything that's going on. So my mom kind of counted, like, a decent parent like hey people would be driving by if my son's up no good or something they'll see it but i had engineered like a magician that you didn't engineer there was just a house there no but there's a house and there was a barn and there was certain foliage in certain places that obscured the view if you from park the, the vehicles behind the house they couldn't see it dude but no like so perfectly <laughs> like so perfectly it was mind-blowing i remember like looking at it from the side and i'm like if my net, there was one weekend my neighbor was gone too that could see like from the side and literally, dude, every square inch we could fit a car behind that that view from the road we did. And we had kegs. We had like, dude, these 17 year olds with takers of themselves, just kegs, people ripping handles off of the. It was an old crappy refrigerator. I remember Taylor broke a handle off and then beat BJ Hazen with it. Uh, beer pong. We're wild. We're untamed. Just feral cats. If that if that table that's still there could talk. Yes, it's still a glass table that survived yeah. all of this. Uh, but there'd be like, you know, we also had like prick friends, like the party in particular I'm talking about, that there was no shortage of like, I'm doing a low ball number, 25, 30 cars. Yeah. There, like easy. Uh, and I remember while we're sitting there partying, everyone drinking, we see headlights slowly pull in. And then red and blue flash. And I remember, I remember distinctively there was a full moon. It's very bright out. And as I'm looking up, I see beer bottles that look like bottle rockets. <laughs> <laughs> like just with trails of beer behind them being flung in different, while people were going, the cops! <laughs> and just running. Now here's the thing. It's 10 acres of like a horse farm and some woods and an orange grove behind it. I, there's like out of the... 50 to 60 people that are there, there's like five that know the layout. So there's just people, you hear people running and <gasps> catching bob wire, catching boards. They're like looking back. By the way, it's our prick of a friend, Brian, Brian pulling in, who had a fascination with cops who had like the dumb little red yeah. and blue lights installed. Uh, but one of my favorite memories that attest the friendship of me and Mercer you know, I'd had a couple of these ragers. I was trying to settle things down a little bit. Thought we'd just have like a gentleman's poker. I think I think we were playing poker. We weren't yeah. going to do anything too big. Uh, we were going to go to a place called Redneck Yacht Club with a lot of friends, but I changed them. Like, hey, guys, my mom's gone. Why don't we just hang out at the house, have some drinks, smoke some cigars, play some cards, maybe get lucky and have like a girl or two over. Uh, and all that commences. We're having fun. Uh, so far, I'd been pretty responsible with like being home by myself. 
And uh, I'm Mr. Big Shot. I'm like, man, you know, like if we, I think cigarette too. If I, if I smoke a cigarette in the house, like by the time my mom comes back, I can air all this out and got to being a young piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're sitting there, uh, like playing cards on the kitchen counter, I look up and while the sun is getting low, I see unmistake, un, unmistakably recognizable headlights pulling into my driveway. And it's the headlights of my grandmother's Cadillac. Old, old style, like Eldorado yeah. Cadillac pulling in and I go, <gasps> everybody hide. And like, I, this is more scary to me than any party I've thrown. Cause I don't know. Parties are at night. This, maybe it's my uncle or an aunt catching me or something. I, something I'll worry about later. This is immediate fear gripping me. Yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> and like, it is like, I wish, what's the, what's the British? Benny Hill. Yeah. It literally, Benny Hill music would have been perfect for it. Like, to, we get out two trash cans and like two guys literally just arm the table and shove all the beer cans yeah. at ones that have beer, ones that are empty and all into the trash cans. Uh, it's me, you, Scotty Strickland, some girls, uh, some other people. And like literally we're running upstairs and shoving girls in the closet and going, if you make us people kill you. <laughs> like, it wasn't so, that rapey. <laughs> I was scared. That was what I was thinking. It might've came out a lot better, but I'm just like, ah! so, and like, as I'm hearing like doors open of the car door and it's my, my uh, grandmother and her sister dot, God bless her soul. Who's dead now. Uh, Dorothy, sweetest old lady in the world. Uh, as they're coming inside, we are just shoving like three garbage bags worth of trash that are standing on top of themselves into the pantry and shutting the door behind it. And it's me, you, and like two other friends sitting out in the open with cards on the table. Like, hi, <laughs> hey, Grandma, Tennessee, you pull up. How you, how's it going? How's we doing good? Yeah, we were just talking about the Bible why, and playing cards. Why are y'all sweating? <laughs> hot in here. Awfully, awfully hot this time of year in Florida, like all times of year. But anyways, first word out of my grandmother's mouth is, Josh, smells like smoke in this house. And I go... Mercer, <laughs> without missing a beat, you go. Yeah, Mercer lit up a couple cigarettes where I told him he couldn't do that in here. And to this day, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Just throwing my butt. She goes, "Is that so?" I'm like, "It's so." Told him to stop. He ran out with them, and then he smoked them. And I just had to sit there and be like, I'm, <laughs> and I, I think I apologized. I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> And just while, like deer in the headlights, like, oh. While she is like backing me up, like against our kitchen counter, and it's like I'm like against like the window outside. And she's not like chewing me out, but she's definitely interrogating me. She definitely knows something's up. And while she's doing that, she's a very short lady. Um, rightfully so. Like, she, I'm not saying she's in the wrong by any means of what she's doing. I'm watching. My, oh, we were definitely being suspicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, y'all are sitting at the counter, and I have my back like up against the sink with this little tiny 80 year old lady telling me everything I should probably be hearing. And I'm watching my older, more feeble aunt dot slowly walk to the pantry where we have all the trash cans filled of natty light and like transparent white bags. You can easily see through. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, 
how how do I make her stop going to the pantry <laughs> without making it sound so stupid? And I'm just like, I'm caught. I'm caught. Yes, Nana. Yes, Nana. Yeah, we were supposed to go to the yacht club, but I'm not. And we're playing cards. I know I kind of lied, but I just wanted some. I wanted to look cool in front of my friends. And I see my grandma open the door as I'm saying all that. Or my, my aunt opened the door as I'm saying all that. And she goes to throw away a tissue and she stops, focuses her glasses. And meanwhile, my grandmother's saying some stuff to me, but I'm just numbing her out, zoning in on my aunt. She looks down. I see her eyeball the trash, the trash cans that are stacked almost eye level with her. And she goes, oh. Places the napkin on top of the trash pile, closes the door, and goes, Betty, I want to get home and eat now. We need to just get on home and eat. And I'm just like, what the, what the hell's going on here? She <laughs> saved our uh, Oh, my God. This awesome, this awesome saint of a woman's like, Betty, listen, nah, they're, yeah, you told him, you told him, he knows, Josh, all right, boy, we need to go. And I'm just like, I am the Native American that sees trash on the one, the, tear. one teardrop going down my face like, you saved me so many ass whoopings from my mother. <laughs> like, and, uh, and she like nudges Betty and Betty's uh, my, my grandmother's like, like getting on to me as she's walking out. And my, my aunt stops and goes, now, Josh, I'm going to tell you one time I left like your mother did and Sam and his brother thought they'd have a party. And I guess they did. And they cleaned the whole place up. But on a hairbrush, I found one red hair and they were dead. Just make sure you take care of your mama's house. Then locks out and was like, "Women, y'all can come out of the dungeon now." And I'm the only one that got in trouble. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got back to your parents that you smoked. I was smoking cigarettes. But my my logic was like, I will tell Merce's parents that it was me. Like, yeah, it's like I was like, no. I never did, but. <laughs> But the intent was there. I was like, oh, I made it. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's oh, no. good. I was like, I'm not good. <laughs> Problem totally taken care of. <laughs> no consequences whatsoever. First, can I get you a beer? <laughs> yeah. No, you can go ask yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we played cards and hung out and had fun and did dumb shit. Uh, it, like, the, I was a wreck until I had kids. And now I'm just a truck with the, some dents in it that is making its way down the road and maybe losing an axle. Yeah, you're the truck that's wrecked, but you're still <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah, I'm making it. Uh, uh, but so, yeah. Kind of like our government. A lot like the government. Ah, uh, I might look better than the government. Which is on, saying a lot. On paper. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, drawings may have been nice. Oh. Of my, like, self-portrait stick image with like a smiley face and like dude doing little finger guns. But, um, so yeah, dude, uh, you know, we got off last week. I don't, I don't think I got too heavy in the current events. I haven't re-listened to the episode cause blue vomit. Um, but like, it seemed like as soon as the, we got done recording life was like, Hey, you're going to miss a week's worth of shit. As soon yeah, as you hit the dying. stop button, as I left and like, I think on the way home, I started watching Trump town hall highlight reels of him bending CNN over and doing everything dirty, which like, I love that about him. I'm so, I, I do like I before the show, I was like Trump bashing actually, like just before we started recording this, but I like to this day, I will admit 
watching him rake like these professional journalists over the coals like he did. He pulled out the minutes. He pulled like I'm not gonna lie, that was Alright, real tinfoil part of my head. I I can see it was like, well, you knew ahead of time. But my other part is like, it's the same crap they try to get him with every time. He probably went in there we're trying to have every angle. The only thing that makes me not believe that everything with Trump is scripted is I believe he is incapable of following a script. Oh, 100%. Like, that's it. That's the only... I would think a lot of this stuff is scripted if it wasn't for and that. And CNN genuinely hates him. Yeah. You know, they're, uh, they're caught in a neat inverse. Me and my mom were talking about this. They hate him as much as kind of they need him. Like, he's good for business. When they trash him and when they talk about him... The ratings go up because all the people that hate him can tune into it. He's, he's the Joker to their Batman. Like, ugh. I mean, that's a very accurate, very gay analogy. Well, <laughs> just, I was just saying, yeah. I'm th- just thinking of CNN as Batman and thinking of Trump as Joker. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of the reality we live in. Yeah, it, it checks out. <sighs> um... <laughs> But it so that happened, and that was fun to watch. The one nice thing that I heard him say that I couldn't have said any better myself is what he said about Ukraine, and that's yeah, the ideal situation is people stop dying, and there's some kind of agreement, and there's some kind of peace talk. Which, by the way, we have talked about how there was like an attempt at that that all the sides mostly agreed to until Boris Johnson paid them a little visit. I did tell you about that, right? I don't know, maybe not on the the show on here. Oh, dude, like it was, I've heard Dave Smith reiterate it twice. And I looked, looked into it and uh, from the great journalism and antiwar.com, they had it covered. Uh, no, it's like, uh, uh, there was an agreement how Dave, Dave Smith has a good way of putting it written in pencil, not in pen. Like they'd all pretty much agreed to it, but the terms hadn't been laid out perfectly. And Ukraine was like going to have a ceasefire with Russia. Like I think it was back in, might have been October of 22. Might have, might have been, or might have been earlier than that. Might have been like March of 22. Um, it was a lot. It was pretty early. Then Boris Johnson was sent by NATO. You know, the head of the head of Britain at the day. All right, it was back when Boris Johnson was president of Britain. That's how long ago it was. Whatever there was, like, don't accept these terms under any circumstances whatsoever. So even like the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia who are fighting this war were like, hey, we figured out a way to make this stop. And then NATO stepped in and said, no, 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 no. Yeah. Awful stuff. But Trump said he would end that. And that is such a nice thing for him to hear. If Not just blindly that Ukraine must win at all costs. Yeah, or that, you know, he. I, I feel like he said the right things right then. And those are wonderful things to hear. But my question is, all right, can, is there any chance of you actually doing that? It, one, like uh, echoing Robbie Bernstein as well, if the election was rigged, like literally the last election, like they quite literally added or subtracted or changed votes, enough votes to flip it. Like, what chance do you have of running right now when you're not the president? Like, the only, the one good thing about it is almost like the, of him running, is like the good thing that Ron Paul did, which is just getting a noodle in enough people's heads that, oh, they're lying to us. They're lying to us, and they look at us the same way that Sherman looked at Southerners. Except it's not just Southerners. It's every human being. 
don't know, my mind went like, you know, because like Ron Paul did the libertarian movement and y'all use like the porcupine. I was picturing like some little animal with like just like Trump's hair on his back. And, you, know, you know those fuzzy caterpillars? I was just about to say, the one I've, I've seen a caterpillar that like has the toupee that it's like, this looks ridiculous, and if you touch it, your arm melts off. The like, trump pillar Yeah. I'll have to find it. I'll put that at the Instagram. Yeah, that'll be good. trump Trump-a-peed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I think it's called like a fever worm or something. Uh, I, do, I don't know which kind it is, and I don't even think the one I'm picturing in my head is the right one, but I think it's like those oak silkworms that are white and fuzzy and drop off of oak trees. Oh, those are terrible. Uh, one fell on my, I think it's one of those, fell on my brother when I was like three years old. And the way it bit him, it left like two triangles pointing at each other. So I don't know if it bit him twice or turned around or what. But he was in horrible pain, screaming. And he, he said to this day, he's never felt anything like it. I had uh, I had one did sitting on my neck. It was like my birthday party. We were like playing like on my like little thing. And I remember how old were you? This is we were at my old house. So was, I was probably like six. And I remember it being so bad. I felt like somebody stabbed me and it was just on a hot fire. I went like, it was bad. Dude, by the way, hey, on side, side ramp. Have you seen that Twitter follow nature is metal? Uh, I think so. Dude, it is. By the way, Twitter, like I think one of the most important uses of it is like a public space. Like, as much as I hate the concept of public things, but like a place for people to talk about newsworthy things that the government's doing and expose things and stuff the media is supposed to do. The other part of it is like <laughs> watching, like, there's a whole page to people miraculously surviving accidents of like two semis will crash into each other and you'll see a guy get thrown through the windshield. And by the end of it, like, he lands and he's just running, like, oh, <laughs> I follow one called uh, Kids Getting Hurt. Yeah, this is great. This <laughs> kid's getting hurt. But, Not uh, dead, but hurt. Dude, on Nature is Metal, it was in South America, and it was the Goliath bird-eating spider. Have you ever heard of these? Oh, yeah. Dude, it had a bird. A dove is too big. It's not as big as a dove, but it's, it's bigger. Probably one of them little, like, little, little tiny. Bugs. No, it's not tiny. It's uh, not tiny. It's not like a little... It's not like a little yellow belly sap sucker or anything like that. You see hopping across the patch. I don't know what they're really called. Yellow, but you probably know you. That's a yellow belly sap sucker. Is it? Okay. That, that's surprising to or me. A field, or a field lark. Yeah. But... The, it, it's like a good sized bird. Dude, it is a spider bigger than my, like the bot, the body. Yeah. Easily is bigger than my whole hand. And the bird is like twitching and the spider is just like, um, <laughs> and dude, oh, uh, but the best one I've seen. And I don't know if I could think of a more horrifying way to die. It's must be, it must be in like Southeast Asia and it's at a zoo where they have orangutans and like there's a guy standing at the bars and an orangutan just reaches through and grabs his shirt and starts pulling and just so easy. And once it grabs him, it just starts going, ooh, 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 ooh. And you start hearing people scream in Malaysian or whatever. And dude, like you would do a tug of war with a child. Ed just starts pulling his shirt through the bars. And he's like, he's like trying to get out of his shirt. And as he's doing it, it grabs his arm and pulls his arm against the bar. And like, dude, this thing easily has the strength to just go through the bars. Yeah. Like your arm is like, like in a trash compactor. And like how the guy gets out of it. It's like a minute 
of it just like looking at the other monkeys like, I got him. Should I pull him through? Should I? Oh, he's kind of getting like, oh, I got his leg now. And the guy's just like, Jesus Christ. Hey. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, it, it, like, I think I would rather get grabbed by farm equipment than by a chimpanzee. Well, yeah, PTO is a lot quicker. At least, at least the PTO doesn't, isn't interested in yeah. you. <laughs> like, at least it's just got, by the way, there's in some of those people survive in like Africa they're like getting a, tract- a tractor going in like some ditch. I saw a, I saw an Asian lady go through one of the Piper Ream rollers. That was that. That might have been what I saw. And she gets like ten spins, oh, yeah. and then it dumps her. Oh, dude, there's been people that have been scalped. Fuck that. Ugh. That's why the, it was like so convenient to like have the children. Yeah, because That's, like they got they could like squeeze in there and not get caught in the machine yeah. as easy. And I mean, sure, if they lose, you lose a hand, they lose an arm, but that's yeah. But they're younger, like they can. No, like, that's it, yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's easier to heal. So terrible. There was uh, there was one I heard about. It was a guy I worked with, and he said he was at a like he worked. I want to say it was for Kubota. He said he worked. Where they were, like, pushing the limits on their equipment, like, seeing, like, how long you can run it without oil in it and yada, yada, yada. But one of it was, like, running a piece a tractor. And the guy went to just reach up inside and crank the key without stepping all the way up in it. And crank, but he's like, you know, it's a neutral, da, 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 da. And just reached up and cranked it. And it started and it went forward. But it had an implement or something on the front of it that caught the wall. But that just made the tire spin and it just kind of spun out on the dude <laughs> and the guy so the guy's telling me he's like so yeah i'm extra safe now <laughs> i'm just like jesus christ dude i've i've done some stupid stuff and I, since then i haven't started a tractor I, every time i start a tractor i'm like tires 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 good all right we're good but one of the most dangerous jobs in america Suck it, cops. <laughs> First is being a Clinton aide. Yeah. Actually, you know, have you ever seen the stat on cops? No. It's surprisingly, like, I, as a rancher, I didn't pay attention to any of the other jobs. But, like, it's, like, the most deadliest jobs in America. Mine's second in the world. Yeah, yours was, what was above yours? Like, underwater welder or something? And like, yeah, like, uh, crab, like, offshore fishermen. Yeah. It's, like, they're, like, tied to. But, yeah, small small pilot crop dusters. Now you're going to second. Now you're going into number four, being a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. Life of danger. Yeah, but no. It's, it's, I mean, twice as safe. I think in the United States, like, farming's, like, number eight or something like yeah, we're, that. Yeah, it's still top ten. Yeah, and but then you see, like, police, and it's actually, like, it's slower than, like, you see other professions in front of it, and you're like, really? Well, it's all based on, like, per per number of people. Is, this, is it, I mean, there's just that many cops? Death number. Yeah, there's that yeah. many. Like, as much, I... I Tend to believe like, there's not a lot of crop duster deaths, but there's not a lot of crop. Yeah, there's like two thousand in the U.S. and like ten or twelve of us die a year. It's on a ratio somewhere. Um. Anyways, so yeah, there was outside of that. Uh, what the hell's going on with Musky Boy? You were pretty. You were pretty confident, and as I, I've been cautiously optimistic about him. I'm just saying, I hope he's just been just throwing everything off the rails, but this whole World Economic Forum thing's a little weird. Uh, definitely more than a little weird. I feel like communists, good communists, are saying, ha, 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 I, I told you so. he just went and met with the French prime minister and stuff. I and saw that. 
And then now he's been subpoenaed to the Virgin Islands over the Epstein case. All right. So do you have any details on this? Uh, other than what I just said, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Pure <laughs> speculation after that. Yeah. But, huh. Huh. So that'll be something interesting to keep an eye on. Now, all right. This Pepe coin. Sorry to be a crypto bro for a minute, everybody. I'm not. I have uh, 300 million. He is. Uh, <laughs> but, um, what uh, did he? Is, is he in charge of Pepe coin? I don't think he's anything to do with it. I think it's just like Doge <laughs> when it started making a run and getting really big. He just happened to do. I think he thoroughly enjoys fanning the flames of these yeah. things. And so then he like tweeted a Pepe meme and then it like made the price run even more. And so I don't I don't know. I, don't, I really don't even know. I've, I had a bunch of random coins. I put like a couple hundred bucks in it and I had to use a bunch of random coins and just right. buy a crap load and basically oh. let it ride because I get 300 million coins for a couple hundred dollars and <laughs> it'll either, I can either retire or I'm out as much as I would spend on lottery tickets. True. I, I think it's more productive than buying scratch-offs. Which yeah. I quit doing that because I'm too poor. Uh, <laughs> at, least the, at least half the money would go to the government. True. Yeah, true. Until, unless you did it through Robin Hood and then they started taxing you. And, I'm probably going to lose it anyways. And yeah. you only got to pay taxes if you capital, if you gain. The, the next time I'm going to buy into it, I'm going to get my own wallet and the whole like, nope, y'all have nothing to do with it. It's mine. Yeah. My, my purse. Get away, Roosevelt. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. You know, weird. Well, I sent Mercer a good meme earlier, and I scolded him for not ha-ha reacting at it, you know, because I'm an awesome person. Uh, found out he'd later shared it on Instagram. But yeah, I got to thinking about something. Yeah, sorry, I'm working 80, 90 hours a week. Terrible person. Terrible. By the way, literally, like, I called him. We started this podcast at, like, 9, probably 9 o'clock. Damn, we're cooking. Uh, but, and he just got home after sundown. Um <clears throat> But, you know, I'm really amazed that you, you want to talk about, like, my, my big criticism of most power structures is just their sheer size. And I think once you get to a certain in- size, the incentives are all messed up. Um, I like really small power structures. I like a really small church that got started by some crazy man in the local area. I'll... I want to say, like, something, but I know I can't say it. So Say it. Like a plantation? No, well, <laughs> no, that's centralized power. Yeah, like, but it's small. They're were they normally big? Y- yeah, but the st- structure itself was small. There big were houses, long land masses. Yeah, but only one guy had the house. Nah, that that that's separate. Nope. Right. Anyways, way to be ballsy. Cheers. <laughs> uh, but uh, real shit. Um, but it uh. One of the things I was like, I, I think absolute power tends to corrupt absolute little Voltaire quote. Um, and if there is a power structure that I think that has been around for a long time, it's the Catholic church. I yeah. mean, on modern outside of, and I know, Hey, tinfoil hat people, the, I guess the Jews are technically older than the Catholic church, but you want to talk about like a dominating power that has been around. What well, has shaped history? I mean, it literally... Our into- like, what is Western culture without the Catholic Church? And I'm not saying this as a Catholic or someone that even, like, a... I'm very Less neutral... kids? 
I don't know. Pagans were weird as shit. Oh, well. I say that like everybody's bad. That's my rule of thumb. All cultures probably got their bad shit that they just didn't talk about. That they talk about very... We all brag on the good things we did and not the bad things. Cultures are the same way. There was like... Dude, something me and my mom were talking about, like, side note. Sorry about, like, you. all right, you brought up banging kids. I'm going to touch on that subject. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, like, this is, you know, we think capital punishment, like, was much more common in the past than it is today. Like, people got killed over much less. But, dude, all right, you grew up in a small town. How many families do you know about where it was, like, you hear stories of your great aunt or your great uncle that's like, oh, yeah, we had my grandpa, but we weren't allowed like to be left alone in the same room with him. I can honestly say I didn't really have much of that. I've, I've heard, heard other people. I've heard other and like names attached to it of like the people saying it like, like, yeah, then that's like my my family and the community knew about this and just kind of. <laughs> meh they're very meh but like don't be doing it to mine but whatever <laughs> like what you can fix a lot with a big rock like yeah but it's, I think most people didn't sadly Sad, the, most human activity was benign benign inactivity and indifference what's the what's that the quote the, the most dangerous thing is like the indifference of good men like where you do nothing if i'm gonna be dominated let me be dominated by a ruthless killer than that of like an uh uh someone that doesn't care and is just following along because he's like at least like the brute i can't remember it exactly but it's like at least the brutal killer is like aware of what he's doing and as whereas the the benign like uh just indifference to it is like oh it's numb you don't, you don't even realize what you're doing, which I think that actually happens much more than we think. On personally, in my life, I've seen it on huge things where I'm just like, I mean, yeah, look, look back at the Catholic Church, ain't yeah. nobody doing nothing about that. No, like, dude, I'm feeling they're praised for it, and they 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 just get moved around. Yeah. All right, here's my main thing. Thank you for bringing it back to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Thanks for roping that in, uh, like they probably do. There's been this power structure that's been interested in its own self-preservation for 2,000, not 2,000 years. Let's say what we know of as a Catholic church, modern day, let's say 1,500, 1,200. They have funded expeditions and they have been the writers of history for our Western civilization. I mean, they're literally the, the reason why Brazil speaks Portuguese. Yeah. Despite like all the kings that ruled and all the civil wars and all the stuff, the Catholic Church was always sitting in the back going, we're kind of the puppeteers around here. We're the ones, yeah, your king can say God put them there, but we can tell you different and y'all all revolt against them. Well, likely, maybe not, but we can really stoke some fires. Uh, dude, I was listening. Another excellent recommendation on YouTube, Mr. Mythos. And he does some, like, really, some stuff I don't believe, but it's fun. It's real fun to entertain. But it's it's really along that, like, dog-headed people path of bonkers history of, like, this can't be true, but if it was, the implications would be insane. But he was talking about land that, like, during the age of exploration in, like, the 1400s and 1500s, they're coming across these, like, unmarked islands 
that they find like Catholic artifacts at of like armor of soldiers that was like popular like 200 years before these current explorers at the time are getting there. And they're like, this wasn't published about this island. They find like weird temple structures and really, really bonkers shit. Uh, check out Mr. Mythos's latest, like, I think it's a video on a look at a different look at Nephilim or something. Like it's a bonkers one, but fun stuff. Don't scare me. Here was the here was like despite his main thing of what was going on in the side. I think it was the island of Crete. Or it might have. It was, I think it was one of those Mediterranean islands. I could be completely wrong. Um, despite that, something that really got me thinking was like, man, if back then how technology was, if you discover something, everybody doesn't know it until you write back to everybody and tell them you discovered it here, especially. And that's why the Catholic Church is real big on not letting everybody read. Yeah, we're not going to let you read. And if you find something, you tell us or else you're going to hell. Yep. And like, dude, you can't. And also, they're kind of the people responsible for making the Bible. <laughs> and they handpicked what went in it and what didn't go in it. And there was a group of men. Like, that's my, that's my biggest rut row with the Bible. That's my Despite, like, I think a lot of the stories it talks about is actually true. That's my biggest, like, humans were responsible for. If if God wrote a book with a hand and lightning, I'd be like, all right, cool. That's how I kind of pictured it as a kid. Then when I found out about the cancel of Vermeer or or something, I was like, I don't like it. I don't trust our politicians to do something like that. I don't trust ancient politicians either. Like, dude. It really makes me wonder how many advocates they were. Hey, one thing I will grant to the Catholic church that a lot of atheists get very wrong. The Catholic church was very big on promoting science, like scientific discoveries and stuff like you figuring out how God made the universe. Yeah. But but that's what it was. It was to prove how God did things and And then went against how they perceived God might've done it. Then it was wrong. Exactly. Like not only like, do you You have to Michelangelo had to like apologize or was like, Oh yeah. He was Michelangelo's like, like all of the crap about how he perceived the solar system. Was it Newton to might've been Michelangelo. I think think it was Michelangelo or Da Vinci. Uh, we're rednecks. Just we, we, that's not our fancy, but yeah. yeah, one of them was grilled like a son of a bitch in front of the Catholic Church for like. Not only did you have to say you were doing your scientific endeavors for God, you had to say I'm doing it specifically for these people's interpretation of it. And anything I discover that's outside of their interpretation will be met with hostility, not only from them but everybody I know. Like Pfizer. Like, and here's, I don't think the power structure. So I will tip, tip my hat to the communists that like, I think they're good at identifying problems. I think this is kind of one of the ones they're good at. Yeah, but it's usually only right before they get shot by them. No, like their solutions are the bullet that shoots everybody's problem. That includes everybody to me like that. Equality. <laughs> what a dumb idea. <laughs> Sorry, because it's not true. <laughs> good, good, nice thought. It works in math, nowhere else. Um, but what I'm getting at is like, I think that power structure of you have to religiously submit your mind in your decision making to a certain way of thinking. I remember. 
Well, one, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I remember in school, you know, they teach We you, weren't Mexican. No, but they teach you, you know, was it like middle school or probably like early high school? Where they teach you like a, just kind of a broad overview of each religion, kind of so basic what they think. Yeah. And it was like how when, you know, Martin Luther split from the thing and they're talking about the, the Catholic Church, you could pay for your sins. Yeah. Or buy back. Or, and then it was, it got to the point you could pay, pay for indulgences and, or pay ahead of time before you would even do it. So, and I remember I asked the teacher, I was like, okay, well then, so technically suicide's a sin and you go to hell. But what if you prepay and then whack yourself? Then technically by their thing, you go to heaven and that goes against the Bible. And that's at that point I was like, oh, Catholicism's stupid. And it's, it's crazy because some of the, like I, I think I've mentioned this before, some of the smartest people I've listened to, Tom Woods is a practicing Catholic who can't stand the Pope and some other things. But like this is one of the most brilliant people I've listened to. And I'm like, how? God bless you. Whatever your belief is, I don't care. Um, but, but like I don't know. The one thing I never got about Catholicism, it seems like it's a religion about religion. Yeah. And it, God bless our Catholic listeners out there. We love you. Keep tuning in. Tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, please. Well, like, oh, believe me. There's what like there's a dude on Twitter that is called politically Catholic. God bless you if you're listening. Who is like. We should at him. And <laughs> the next great political movement in the United States is, ca- is conservative Catholics. I'm like, you're going to have a lot of Mexicans on your squad, dude. This is going to be an interesting mix of MAGA Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, I guess. I don't know the demographics. I'm from South Florida. I mean, I don't know. They've, they've all got the Virgin Mary candles. True. That's big. Um, and the little things that hang in the in the rearview mirror that i always thought was way too i like the little fuzzy dice but then it gets to like cds and big (laughs) images of mary and i'm like yeah it's a little much mr perez but i digress good for y'all don't reckon to me mostly been white people reckoning to me so there we go yeah um but guys we got work to do in the morning especially you got to edit this and then you're working in the morning yep so can't can't wait uh you know keep on tuning in keep subscribing our subscriber count keeps going up so there's either like this is fun it's just or there's more a, and more fbi agents <laughs> true <laughs> they've entered lego like <laughs> but guys follow us on twitter at bandit radio hour uh, instagram facebook yada 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 rumble youtube rss podcast check you next time bye bye